0: Now, what do you think is the difference between those people that are really fulfilled in their life? Now, when I say really fulfilled, I mean things like they have great and meaningful relationships. They're strong financially. They're generous with the people around them. They're fulfilled in life. And they have meaningful ministries as well. They love their life. So knowing that what do you think is the difference between those people and the rest of us the rest of the world those who are struggling relationally those of us that are just that are trying to hold our marriage together those who are struggling financially and they don't know and don't know that they could be generous they want to be generous they don't feel like they could be. Those who know there's something more to life than just what they're experiencing, but they just can't quite figure it out or find it. Those who feel empty. Like, what is the difference? Like, do you, what do you think? You know, between those who are really fulfilled and the rest of the world who's so often struggling in their life. Well, let me tell you what it's not. It's not what a lot of people think it is. The difference is not their intelligence. The difference is not their talent. It's not even their appearance. Because we've all seen smart people who are miserable, right? We've all seen talented people that are broke, We've all seen attractive people that just can't hold on to a relationship. So what do you think? What do you think is the difference between those who are really making a difference, who are really fulfilled, and the rest of the world? I would say that it really boils down to one major thing. It boils down to our decisions. See, our decisions are incredibly and indescribably important. In fact, I would actually say it this way. The quality of your decisions determines the quality of your life. That's what we're going to be looking at in this new year. That the quality of your decisions determines the quality of your life. You make your decisions, and then your decisions end up making you, right? And the problem is that most of us, most of us, let's be honest, we are just not good decision makers. We want to eat, right? But then we find that we've just worked through a whole box of donuts. We want to be wise with our money, but then we innocently walk into Costco wanting one thing, and then we leave with close to $1,000 worth of stuff that we can't afford. We want to be wise with our words, but we decide to say things that we end up regretting. We want to do the right thing, but we make decisions to do the wrong thing. We want to love the people around us, but unfortunately, sometimes our decisions end up hurting the people we love most. We want to be good decision-makers, but the problem is that most of us just really aren't. And I don't mean to take, don't take that as as an insult, because I'm including myself in that as well. And let me tell you the first time that I finally realized that I wasn't a good decision-maker. Do you want to hear this? And I know probably you, most of you say, yes, I want to know, because I want to finally figure out why you're so messed up. Now, the first time I realized I wasn't the greatest decision maker, it wasn't when I was walking and taking a hike down in the Niagara Whirlpool area. If you, if you don't know much about the Niagara Whirlpool, I encourage you to Google it. It's a fierce thing. It really is. The, the water down there, the rapids is just stuff that you, you just don't see. And even me hiking around and walking in an area I shouldn't and slipping and falling in, even in that experience, I didn't feel I was a bad decision maker. I remember later on in those same whirlpool area and in the Niagara Rapids, which some claim is the most fierce and dangerous set of rapids in the world, that I decided with Lisa that I would go swimming in those rapids. Now, we were in an eddy, but literally feet away from that fierce current. None of those decisions I made made me realize, man, maybe I'm not the best decision maker. Here it is. I remember, um, I remember hanging out with my friends, and we were at my place, and then we were going to go to my friend's place, and we said, let's go get a movie. So we went to Blockbuster, which was right down the street from us, looked at the thousands and thousands of operators there. We uh, picked a movie, and I was heading out of the store first. My brother was with me. Got into, the, got into our van, and I don't know what I was thinking. There was like no one in the parking lot, but I, I thought to be... Let's be cute. Let's kind of be whatever with my driving skills. So I backed up fairly quickly. I was going to do this, you know, quick load turn and smashed right into a car. Didn't see the car when I got into the van. Didn't see it when I was moving. It literally just popped out of nowhere. And I looked at my brother. He looked at me and I took off. I drove off out of the parking lot and just headed to my friend's house. And I remember I got to my friend's house first. He showed up a few minutes later, and he's literally hanging halfway out his window laughing and saying, Oh my goodness, did that just happen? I think it was almost like, not like disappointed but almost like man that was awesome bro and i kind of looked at the van i'm like well wow, there's really no damage to this there's a little paint little scratch there on the bumper but that was it i thought it was over i think a day later the next day or maybe two days later i was getting ready to go out um oh did i mention that the vehicle I was driving i probably shouldn't have been driving well i know i definitely wasn't allowed to drive. It was a rental that my parents had, and I definitely wasn't in the rental agreement, and I definitely shouldn't have been driving that. Um, I think I forget to mention that. I'm up in my room, and my brother comes into my room, and he has this look on his face like, he's like, oh, this is going to be an awesome experience. He's like, oh, guess who's here? I'm like, what? There's a cop downstairs outside talking to dad, and he laughed and walked out of my room knowing exactly why he was there. And my life flashed before my eyes, and I I, I grabbed like a, a big study Bible hat or a concordance thinking that that was going to make it look any better. And then, and then the dreaded words from my mom and my dad calling me to come downstairs. Coming downstairs, the police officer standing there, he looks at me, I look at him, and he knew. And, and I said, Yeah, that's what happened. Um, and let's just say I don't remember much the few days after that. In that situation, not even when I hit that car, the situation happened when I locked eyes with that officer. I'm like, Man, I am a horrible decision maker. You make these decisions. And sometimes these decisions end up making you. And that is where, that is the scenario that I realized maybe we're not good decision makers. Have you ever done something that you regret? You maybe made a dumb decision. What we're going to be look, doing over these next several weeks is we're going to be talking about the power of our decisions. And I want to start with answering this question Why is it that we struggle to make good decisions? Why? Why do we want to do the right thing but yet end up doing the wrong thing? I'm going to give you a long intro today and then we're going to look at a lot of God's word in the upcoming weeks. So why do we struggle to make ba- to make good decisions? I see at least 3, definitely not exhaustive, but these are just 3 reasons I've noticed. First one is we're overwhelmed with choices. We're overwhelmed Some studies show that we make upwards. Now, are you ready for this? And if you're not, I hope you're sitting down. Did you know you make upwards around 35,000 decisions a day? From the moment you wake up, right? What do I eat? What do I wear? How do I drive to work? How do I drive to this errand? What do I say to people at work? How do I speak to my neighbor? Like all day long, right? And what happens is, because we make so many decisions, our decision-making muscle literally becomes fatigued. Even more, it's actually been given a name by professionals, and it's called decision fatigue. As the volume of decisions increases, the quality of decisions decreases. Because we're making decisions day after day after day, all day long, our decision making muscle gets tired. We try to make good decisions, but because of the volume, the quality of our decision making just starts to decrease. Another reason is this we're just afraid of making the wrong choice, right? And this is especially true for those of us that are Christ followers, because we don't want to miss out on God's will. We, we don't want to miss out on his blessing. We don't want to disappoint him. We don't want to disobey him, right? So a lot of times we analyze something and we say, well, I'm just not sure that's the perfect school, or that's the perfect job, or that's the perfect mate, or that's the perfect home. And since we aren't sure, sometimes we don't make any decisions at all, right? And this is a real challenge because we have to understand this, that indecision is actually a decision, Right? Indecision is actually the enemy of progress. Why do we struggle to make good decisions? Well, we're just overwhelmed with all the choices we have to make. We're afraid of making a wrong choice. And then the third reason is we let emotion overrule logic. And this is, I think, where many of us struggle, and our decision-making process starts to break down here. We let emotion overrule logic. Which is really interesting because on some decisions we may spend way too much time analyzing it, right? it could be that new car. I remember when we, got, when we were looking for our new car. I researched and I researched and I researched it, right? We do that. And it seems we can overanalyze something that really doesn't matter. And when it actually comes to an important decision, often we don't analyze it at all. And in and, and those important decisions, a lot of times our default is we just allow our emotions to go, take over and react in the moment. And you know how this plays out, right? Your kid or your grandkid upsets you. Logic says, just be patient with them. Just be patient. But emotion says, you've got to stand up and you've got to yell as loud as you can at them, right? Or you have some unexpected temptation. And your logic says, that's dangerous. Stay away from it. But your emotion steps in and says, let's party. This is awesome. So often, it's the emotional decisions that end up hurting us or others the most. That's why I try to live by this idea. Don't make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. I try to live by that when I make decisions. Don't make permanent, life-impacting decisions based on temporary emotion. Don't make decisions that are going to impact you for years to come based on whatever emotion you feel in that moment. So why do our decisions matter so much? Because the quality of our decisions actually determines the quality of our life. We make our decisions, and our decisions make us. I know, a long intro to the theme that we're actually going to be studying for the next several weeks. And one of the best ways to live a forward-looking, people-loving, God-glorifying life is to decide, is to decide before what you will do later. And one of the best spiritual tools you can do and you can use is to decide now what you want to do later. There is power in choosing ahead of time before you're actually in the moment. Our goal with God's help as followers of Christ is to ask God to help us make some pre-decisions, to decide ahead of time of what we're going to do in the future so that we make sure we honor God when we have decisions to make. And I love what Proverbs 16 says about this. And this is kind of, Where we're going here with this verse, this is a solid verse for what we're going to be looking at over these next six weeks. Proverbs 6, 16, verse 3, it says this. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do. Commit. You want to predetermine. You want to pre-decide whatever you do. If you're married... Commit your marriage. If you're parenting, commit your parenting and your children to the Lord. If you're making financial decisions, commit your finances to the Lord. If you're making relational or friendship or what to wear or even what to eat type of decisions, commit it. It says commit everything to the Lord. And The scripture tells us if you do that. This is what will happen. And He, God, will establish your plans. When you seek Him first and His kingdom, His righteousness, Jesus said, then everything else will be added unto you. So when we commit to the Lord, and there's no better time than to do it right now, at the very beginning of a new year, when we commit our entire year to the Lord and seek Him for our decisions, we, He will help give us plans so we can actually predecide predetermine what we will do later and make those decisions now here's how it will play out in our lives this coming year and beyond with god's help we're going to determine our course of action before the moment of decision and it's going to look something like this when faced with blank whatever that situation is whatever that moment is, when, it, when faced with blank, I have predetermined to act like this. So when I'm faced with this scenario, I have predetermined this is going to be my course of action. Whenever faced with this scenario, whatever it could be, you know, should I look at that website? Should I buy that? extra whatever? Should I reach out to this person? Should I respond? Should I yell? Whenever I'm faced with this scenario, I have predetermined, I have decided ahead of time to take this action. See, we decide ahead of time, with God's help, by the truth of his word, what we'll do in any given situation. If you know you have a problem, for instance, if you have a no, if you know you have a problem with impulse buying, and you go and you like go into Walmart or you go into somewhere else and say, "Oh my goodness, it must be God's will. Look at everything is 10% off. God obviously wants me to buy it all." You're going to say, "Whenever I'm tempted to make an impulse per purchase, I have already predetermined I will wait three days before I buy something." That's what that is going to look like, right? Whatever scenario I'm going to be facing, this is what I'm predetermined to do. When you're always worried about something and you know anything could go wrong, you're going to be predetermined in that moment that I'm, the moment that I start to worry, instead of going to people and complaining about it or going to other stuff, um, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be food, whatever, I'm going to immediately go to God. I've decided ahead of time when I start to worry, I will go to God. I will pray to God. I will take my burdens and I will cast them onto him. See, when you look at scripture, you see example after example after example of God's people predetermining in the moment. Let me just give you a couple examples. In Ruth, chapter 1, Ruth made a very strong commitment to Naomi and she decided ahead of time, she predetermined that whatever happens, no matter where you go, I'm going with you. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. In Daniel, Daniel was the king of predecision. He and his friends were taken essentially hostage to a foreign land. And it says this in Daniel 1.8. It says, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. He didn't wait until he got into the dining room to make the decision. He had already predetermined, because of my faithfulness to God, I won't be weak in a future moment. I've already decided I'm going to honor God in this. Why? Because he knew who and what he valued. So I want to ask you this here today as you you move into this new year with the perfect chance to honor God, here's the question I want you to wrestle with. What do you value? What do you value? What's the most important thing or things to you? When people talk about you or think about you, what do you want them to say? What do you want them to think? What do you want to be known by? What do you want to be characterized by? I want you to think about it. And I want you to pray about it and commit everything to the Lord so he will establish your plans based on the values that he has put into your heart. So what do you value? Now why does all this matter so much? When your values are clear, your decisions are easier. Make sense? When you know what you value... You can decide ahead of time. Whenever I face this, I've already predetermined based on God's word and the values that he's put in my heart, this is what I am predetermined I will do in that moment. Now, how will all this play out? What I promise you is it'll play out again and again and again and again. And it'll save you from situations or unwise decisions that you actually might regret. Here's what happens. Decisions determine direction, and direction determines destiny. Decisions will determine your direction. Your direction determines your destiny. So as you look at what you value, ask yourself, are your decisions moving in that direction? And I want you to ask you a big question think about and I've mentioned this in the past if your life is moving in the direction of your decisions and we're saying it they it does do you like the direction your decisions are taking you do you like the direction your decisions are taking you right now in your life and if you don't it's time to take your life back it's time to predetermine to do something different so why is all this important if I can be real with you, it's because I've, I've noticed at least six negative qualities about me. And truthfully, as a pastor, most of these qualities are true about most of you as well. So what do I know? Well, I know that I'm inconsistent. In many ways, I am consistent. And I value that. I know in, the, in many ways, I am. And I want to be consistent. And I start off doing the right thing. But sometimes I get tired. And I end up doing the wrong thing. Like, like my gym routine goes like this. Like, I get, I start off doing the right thing. Okay, I'm going to the gym Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I'm like, eh, I'm going to sleep in Thursday. Eh, Friday, maybe I'll go, no. And then Monday comes around again. It's like, eh, you know, it's just this cycle, right? I'm often unprepared. To many, it could look like I'm always super prepared. In some cases, in some situations, I am. But you know what? I also have a spiritual enemy. His name is Satan. And Satan is attacking. And I often have my guard down. And in those times, I'm unprepared. I can also be unintentional. Instead of being proactive and prayerful and intentional about my decisions, sometimes I'm kind of just hands-off, laissez-faire type of mentality. And I hate to even say this out loud, but by nature, I'm selfish. I don't want to be, but I am. I'm also short-sighted. I'll often do what feels good in the moment and not think about the long-term consequences. And then I know about you, and I know about me, is some of us, whenever things get tough in life, we and I tend to quit. We tend to give up, right? We tend to give up. We tend to walk away. So over the next weeks, I want to try to compel you to be a part and to experience these next several weeks of teaching. And we're going to make six predetermined resolutions about who we are. When you know who you are, you know what to do. When your values are clear, your decisions are become easier. So because you know where we're vulnerable, we're going to predetermine that we are actually six things. And I want to show you what we're going to cover over the next six weeks. And this is what we're going to look at, these I am type of stuff. And we're going to start right here to the left. When the devil attacks, we're not going to be unprepared. We're going to be on guard. We're going to watch, we're going to pray, and what are we going to be? We're going to be ready. We're going to be ready. When it's easy to be inconsistent on one day, off another, with the help of God, we're going to be consistent. In a world where people often stray from God and lose their passion, and the devil tempts them to take God for granted, we're going to be devoted to God. In a world that tends to be selfish, we're to be God-honoring. We're going to choose ahead of time that what I have, my possessions, what I have, it actually belongs to God. And I'm going to be generous. We're going to decide ahead of time in a world where unfaithfulness seems to be the norm and even romanticized and even praised at times, it seems, we are going to be faithful. And finally, Jesus Said on the cross, I did everything the Father sent me to do. And he said, yeah, and he said those words, Tel Testai, right? It is finished. We honor God with excellence. We don't back down. We don't back off. We don't walk away. We are finishers. See, with God's help, we are deciding ahead of time as we enter into this new year. We are not what the world says we are. We're not what the devil says we are. We're not what we did in the past. We're not what everybody else thinks about us. We are who God says we are. And when we face certain situations, we have already predetermined here is who we are and here is what we will do. So, what are we? We are ready we are consistent, we are devoted, we are generous, we are faithful, and we are finishers. So that one day when you're tired, and you will be tired, or overwhelmed, or angry, or emotional, or discouraged, or even depressed, you don't know what to do next. In that moment, you're going to recognize you are more vulnerable, but the good news is this. Your decision won't be based on the emotion in the moment, but on the values that God has placed in your heart. Because when your values are clear, your decisions become easier. And some really good news, since we really aren't the best decision makers, is I want to tell you about Jesus. The good news is that we are not saved by the quality of our decision making, but instead by the grace of God. And our Savior predetermined in a garden that no matter what comes his way or what price he's going to have to pay or how hard it's going to be or whatever pain he's going to have to endure, he predetermined in that garden, not my will, but your will be done. And he gave his life so we could have the life of God here on earth. And so because of that, because God loved us that much, what are we going to do? We're going to commit it all to Him. We're going to commit everything to the Lord, and He will establish our plans. So ahead of time, we already know. We will honor God in the moment. We will determine the course of action before the moment of the decision so that we can honor God in all that we do. Here's my last question. Are you with me on this? Are you with me? I'm inviting you for the next six weeks to step in, press into the goodness of God. Let his word go deep into your heart to burn the values of the kingdom of God inside of you. So you will know exactly who you are. You will be predetermined who you are because when you know who you are, then listen to me this, then listen to me here, church. You will know exactly what to do. The world needs us to be that light shining bright. So let's go do it here in this new coming year. Let's join together. Let's have a course of action. And let's predetermine how we're going to, what we're going to do this coming year. And watch, as we commit all of this to God, how we'll establish our plans. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you have given us tools to make good decisions and to honor you in, in any and all scenarios. Lord, I pray that we can, we can just make those decisions ahead of time so we can prevent um, our emotions taking getting the best of us or prevent us from just walking away or quitting. Lord, help us. Help us as we look into this. Help us as we want to be these people that we want to be ready. We want to be consistent. We want to be devoted. We want to be generous. We want to be faithful. We want to be finishers. That's what we want to be known by at the end of this year. Guide us through this process, Lord. We pray this in your name.